Welcome to the Dietitian's Dish Podcast. We are Gina and Nicole, two dietitian mamas and good friends living in Ohio and Michigan. This is a podcast dedicated to making whole family wellness more fun and less stressful. Whether you're listening in the car or slumped on the couch with a glass of wine, welcome. Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining us. I'm Gina. And I'm Nicole. And today we are dishing out another self-care episode all about soaking up the holidays like when you were a kid, which I love. Okay, but before we begin, oh my gosh, Nicole, I feel like I have so much to unpack about our last episode. Do you ever go back and listen or even just after recording an episode and think, oh my gosh, why didn't I say this? Or why didn't I say that? Do you ever do that? Well, yeah. And it was a very sensitive topic. I'm sure we uh-huh. probably both went back and were like, oh, we could have said this differently or I kind of meant more this. And so hopefully our yes. listeners understand. Oh, yes. my morning voice, Gina. It's so bad. I'm sorry. No, it is not bad. It's not bad. <laughs> Unpack <laughs> us from last week. Okay. So first I wanted to say we didn't really hit on the idea that our judgments of people with different body weights, and we did kind of talk about this, but they often, not only are they wrong, but we're not just judging those in larger bodies. And I know we did talk about this. We also make judgments about and assumptions about those in smaller bodies. And I think even though we did talk about this, I think it's important to, for, to not forget that someone in a smaller body may be just as unhealthy or unwell as someone in a larger body, or of course, even more so. And I know, again, we've talked about this in the past, but I was the perfect example of that. I had a very low BMI. I'm sure it was in the, actually, I can remember it was like 19 at one point. Um, so on the outside, I might've looked healthy, although really I don't think I, I did. But of course, our culture is so obsessed with thinness. People probably didn't think much of it, but I was literally the complete lack of wellness and health on the inside. Um, so I would also add that the person in a larger body uh, would likely be even more healthy and well if they were accepted by their community and didn't feel marginalized and stigmatized. So I wanted to just point that out. So second, I want to go back to your question that I really did like, and we talked quite a bit about it, about how much I think someone's weight can be personally controlled. I really think I was thrown off by the word controlled in your question. So the truth is we have very little control over the way our body looks and our body shape and size. We, we really do. Very, very little control. And I want to be clear that I believe that loosening the reins a bit can cause someone to go either way. So either gain or lose weight, depending on how tight those reins had affected them. So for some, when they try to control their weight, diet backlash can cause them to put on weight beyond their set point biological weight. And if you want to learn more about diet backlash, there's a whole chapter on it. It goes into a lot of detail on it in the intuitive eating book. So loosening the reins may cause weight loss for others. Uh, so, so it, it can go, it can go either way. You can tighten the reins and you might have diet backlash that would cause you to gain weight, or you can loosen the reins that might cause some weight loss. But of course that weight loss is fleeting. So ultimately my answer is the same. I just think we have very little control. The more control we try to have over our food choices, the more unhealthy and food fearing we become. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I just wanted to add that. Okay. So anything else that you want to add to that? Or you want to move on? <laughs> No, no, I think it was, I am looking forward to our chat about is, I think it's our next self-care episode on can weight loss be self-care? Yes, that's going to be a good one. I think that will be a nice sequel to Uh our last episode, 118. I think so too. Yeah. 
All right. So just a, a heads up for our, our, our next episode, or actually in a few episodes, not our next episode, we've got a Q&A. So we've got some time, but of course, start sending in your questions. It's coming out in mid-January. All right. Before we begin, just a quick favor to ask. Since you like this podcast, please write us a review. Reviews on iTunes are everything to us, and they do really help us reach more people. So of course, we'd appreciate it. And today's episode is sponsored by Terry Manrique of Working With Parents. Do you struggle getting your kids to listen? Are you losing control of your kids and trying to get it back? Uh, Terry from episode 113, if you're interested, is offering our listeners a 10% discount on any of our packages, her packages. And take it from me, if you're wondering if her services would help, they will. If you don't live in Columbus, that's okay. Terry does long distance virtual consults too. You can learn more about her services by listening to our episode 113, where I talk about our nanny 911 experience. All right. So today's show is part of our self-care series. Once a month, we'll be focusing on a new area of self-care. Life gets overwhelming for all of us and a sense of getting lost in a sea of to-dos, worry, and anxiety seems inevitable. Self-care can be described as the active process of making your body and mind a pleasant place to inhabit by first filling your cup, um, which ensures you have enough to give others. All right, so today we're talking about living, you know, enjoying the holidays like when we were a kid. Starting off with this question, Nicole. So we asked our kids our favorite, their favorite part of the holiday season. And here is what they said. I'll, I'll go ahead and start here. So my kids were, I think one child was more honest than the other. I, I did ask Cameron first. And here is what he said. <laughs> the first thing he said, which was so cute, but I'm not really sure how honest this was. He said, he loves giving away a toy he doesn't want to someone who needs it, which I thought was the Aww. sweetest thing. I started this and it doesn't sound very positive giving a toy he doesn't want. I did actually when they had when Paige had a birthday party this past August, I knew she was going to be getting a lot of gifts. And I said, Paige, you know, after your birthday, you're going to have to choose two gifts that maybe you think someone else would enjoy as well. And that maybe you've, you already have or you just don't think that you particularly will enjoy uh, and and she actually only ended up choosing one, if I'm going to be honest. But I also told them to do this, you know, over the holiday season, because again, they've got lots of grandparents and lots of family who love them dearly and always are giving them gifts. And of course, there's Santa gifts and family gifts from us as well. So that's what he said. And then he also said performing in the holiday play at school, which quite honestly, I've never seen him do because he's only been in preschool for this year and last year and last year was COVID. And this year we still aren't able to go into the classroom. I think what he means, they, they record a holiday play and send it via this app. So maybe I, as I started thinking about it, I think that's what he's talking about. So perhaps they're working on that again. And then Paige said, spending time with family and all the Christmas music, which she is obsessed with Christmas music, which I love her for that. And of course, she also said getting gifts, which I, I respect her for being honest. Um, let's see. Oh, I did also ask them if they both like our traditions, which I've started of decorating cookies and going to holiday plays, you know, holiday plays that other people put on. They both said yes, but kind of reluctantly. <laughs> but I think that they'll look back and as adults and, and really remember those traditions. So maybe they don't love them now, but I think that they actually do really like them. And if we didn't do them, they'd probably say something. So what about your girls? What'd they say? Yeah. Okay. Muffs or kids out of the room. Um, you've been warned parents. Um, 
I think a bit of this was recency effect, but we went to go see Santa yesterday and the Santa is like the most legit Santa um, in that he plays the role so perfectly. I mean, he has like the bells on his ankle and he's like, oh, don't you forget Rudolph and my reindeers. Like they love apples and carrots and they'll smell my pockets as soon as I come back to the sleigh and they look for Mm -hmm. their treats. And, you know, I like I like all kinds of cookies. I mean, he just like went into it. Right. I mean, yeah, he was he was I mean, it was like a full on conversation. Um. So they loved that. I don't think they even realized how much they were looking forward to it. Uh, And then after, like, it was all they could talk about yesterday. Mm -hmm. And okay, what else? So definitely gifts. Um, I will say this year, thanks to technology and all the bad ways, they've they've gotten a hold of my phone a time or two and have visited the old Amazon store. And, Mm. you know, Amazon and the algorithms, they can just like click and find. And they're like, I want want this. And they're like writing it down on a sticky note. So Santa yesterday got a front and a back. He missed the backside the first pass. And Piper was like, Santa, Santa, no, grab that list again. Let's go over the backside as well. Like, I mean, she was very clear. So presents are definitely up there. Um, and then this is very sad. Um, and I don't know if we have a minute to discuss, but okay. So we're leaving okay. Taekwondo this week and oh, there was a oh. gentleman standing outside with a sign that said homeless. Of course it says type one diabetic on there. And like, all oh, my heartstrings are like, you know, oh. and he's looking rough and the girls are like, what's going on? Like all the questions. Right. And so Shay, I did get upset with her this week about something related to basically gratitude, something like that. Um, I think she was upset because she didn't have it flurried Monday morning. And she's like, I don't have any snow pants. Oh, my gosh. I can't go to school. How am I going to make snow? And I'm like, Shay, they are in route. Like, I am sorry you have grown and I am behind the eight ball here. But like (laughs) you have like and I was she got on the bus that morning, like in tears. And so we use that as like a talking point later to talk about like gratitude and the things that we have and blah, 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 blah. But like the homelessness thing has come up. And so now Shay is like, I just want my whole family together for the holidays. So that was a really nice like little spin. I'm not sure how like much she means that, but have you guys approached like, yeah, like people with less and people with nothing perhaps at all with the kids? Yes, because we have a lot of that on the, on the side uh, when we get off the freeway and on the freeway, we have a lot of homeless people, especially as it gets colder, who are standing there. Well, actually, I wouldn't even say as it gets colder all the time as um, as we leave the freeway or enter the freeway. And we do talk about it. And oftentimes we do give them, we don't give them money. We give them food because we always have food in our in our car because Nick works, you know, he sells food for a living. <laughs> actually, the other day, but yes, we, we've approached the topic. I, I won't even get into the story, but yes. And it's, it's really hard for them to even completely understand it. I can remember my parents trying to, until they actually, and we're going to, I'm going to talk about this actually in a later question. Even when we try to explain it, it's still very difficult for them to comprehend it. Yeah. But yes, we've approached the topic. Yes. I mean, we talked about it the whole way home. So where does he go to the bathroom? Where, where, what does he eat? How does he shower? Does he Mm -hmm. watch Netflix? I'm like, oh my, like all the questions, the whole spectrum. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was it was good. It was it's mm-hmm. it's it's a lot for a little a little friend. So it is, but it's good. It's good to talk it about, is. right? Yep. 
All right, so it's incredibly easy to get overwhelmed over the holidays as an adult, but as kids, the holidays were just pure fun. What do you do to have fun and kid-like enjoyment over the holidays, Nicole? Yeah, we kind of do all all the, I don't know, hallmarky kind of things, matching jammies. We put up the tree and kind of all ooh and ah over the handmade and kind of personal ornaments, a lot of which are like, you know, baby, you know, things from when they were born. Mm -hmm. Um, We do an advent calendar each year. Oh my gosh. I bought one or I found one and it's just, it's a wooden and it has these little drawers. So you just fill it up each year. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. It's, it's like Christmas morning, every morning around here because they get a couple (laughs) M&Ms like it's, they love it. And the countdown Uh is is fun. Alexa playing Christmas music nonstop Uh holiday baking, which by the way, Gina, I can barely move my middle finger. Like I, my hands are arthritic from From holiday baking. Oh gosh. Okay. I, 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 it, it was a lot yesterday. Um, so we do all that kind of stuff together. We wrap gifts together. We do the gingerbread house. We perform, they perform at church. Uh, we watch Christmas movies. Yeah. Santa. Uh, this year I put up a string of lights in each of the girls room. Uh, I love doing that as a kid and they are like, we don't want them. We don't want to take them down after Christmas. Mm-hmm. So just little things like that. I would say nothing out of the usual, but I love to do all the things, which is kind of what makes this season so busy. And I'm saying no to a tennis mixer today, two hours of tennis. I'm like, no, I don't have time. So you would be proud of me. But yeah, it's like, it's hard to pack all this stuff in. But do you guys do anything Mm -hmm. else? Yeah. Well, it's funny. The the advent calendar thing, it's honestly an excuse to get them out of bed. It gets them out of bed in the morning. And then when it's gone, I'm like, crap. You know, we had this chocolate excuse before, you know, that really motivated, motivated them to get out of their warm, cozy bed. And now nothing. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, we have the advent as well. Christmas music galore. The kids love Christmas music. We start that right around Thanksgiving. Uh, I like to go to the library with them and get, get lots of Christmas or holiday books and stories. And not just about Christmas. We'll do Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, all the, you know, all the holidays. So they kind of get a, a well-rounded, because again, you know, we don't, I go to church. My family doesn't go to church, if I'm being honest. Um, so I like them to learn about all the different, you know, holidays and reasons for the season. Um, let's see. And, and I'm hoping to change that this year. I, Nick has, has slowly, gradually said that maybe he'll come to church. It's hard because he won't come to church with me. And so then the kids don't feel motivated to go. So I'm just like, okay, I guess I'll go. I don't go by myself. I go with my mom, which is nice. But yeah, what denomination anyway. are you? I don't even know. Yeah. Presbyterian Christian. I don't know. We just go to honestly our church. It's called First Community. I'm not even sure what I mean. It's Christian. I don't know what if there's anything more specific. I okay. don't know. It's just called First Community Church. Okay. Um, I couldn't even tell you. Yeah, what necessarily denomination it is. I want to say Presbyterian, <laughs> but I don't That's even right. know. Like I, I go you know five times a year, and I don't necessarily go. Oh my gosh, I don't even want to get into a deep conversation about this, but <laughs> I, I'm not very religious. I really just go for the message and, uh, and I, and I do also like the volunteer uh, opportunities through the church and all the things that they have for kids. So I'm hoping that as, as the kids get older, they'll get more interested in going and they'll have friends who go. Uh, and this is where they went to preschool too, this church that I go to. Um, but I just hope that I'm leading by example. I'm not necessarily saying that they have to believe or I just, again, I I just like the message. The messages are always so positive. There was a whole message about gratitude last week. 
I just go there for the message. I, I don't, like I said, I didn't grow up very religious. Um, so yeah. I will, I think there's, and there's all different kinds of churches. I, I always say my church yeah. is church for people who don't like church. That's um, what I would say this one is. Depending depending on the one, the one you go to, so depending on which service you go to, like I always tell Nick, Nick, there's I don't there isn't even a Bible in the church. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's Bibles in the church. I, I take that back. There's Bibles in the church. There's no Bibles in the pew. Um, so when I was growing up, we had to look at the Bible all the whole time we were there and flip to a different page. There's not even there's no there, you don't even hold a Bible. Um, you hold you know there's a um, an outline of the service, you know, with the songs and of course because no, I never know the words to any of the songs, which is helpful. It's on there. And I like to sing. I don't really sing. I just kind of move my lips. But there's no, you know, it's, it, and it's very, it's, you don't, you don't go there and feel like they're, you know, beating religion, right. you know, over you. Like, I think Nick thinks that that's what it's going to be like. And that's not at all what it is. And, and some churches are like that. And that's fine. That's not like the church that I'm going to. Okay. My church, this is how unchurch like my church is. We yeah. meet in a brewery. That's where my <laughs> church is that. held. <laughs> that's hilarious. And there is no singing. You don't ever sing. Okay. They, yeah, there's it's lots like of a concert. Church. It's like you two, Adele, and <laughs> oh my gosh, that's awesome! I, I, like Miley Cyrus. I mean, it's it's so fun, awesome. So yeah, I couldn't even tell you the denomination of the church I go to. That's how I guess unreligious I am. But I just love the message. And yeah. if we're going to celebrate Christmas, I feel <laughs> I, I feel that it's necessary to have an idea of what we're celebrating, right? And I would like my my kids to get that. The idea reason as well. for the so season. Lots of books. <laughs> yes, when you unpack it all. There you go. <laughs> okay. And then lastly, we always drive around one night and look at Christmas lights. We generally yeah. strive to do that on Christmas Eve, but we never have time. Uh, so we we usually do that on the 23rd instead of the 24th. We, we're going to start doing that this year, That's actually. Yeah. Yeah. Because we're always trying to last minute get that in. All right. So one of the best parts of the holidays when I was a kid was all the traditions we had as a family. And this kind of goes back to the same thing that we just talked about. But what were your traditions and what traditions are you going to be starting with your family or have you already started? Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think if I have the answer. I know I've mentioned it on the show, but we have the signature tablecloth. I, I know I've mm -hmm. talked about it, but that's one thing. So the tablecloth, this white tablecloth comes out. Everybody who's there signs it. That's a really special thing in my family. And then what I've started with my kids, um, with my family, I will say, is I just kind of drew the line in the sand when when the kids got old enough to really, you know, just find the magic of the season that we were going to be home on Christmas Eve in that we may still travel to Chicago and back on Christmas Eve itself, but we were going to sleep in our beds because Santa was coming. Mm -hmm. And so Christmas morning is cinnamon rolls. And that's mm -hmm. something, it's a lot of work, but yeah. I don't know. It's something that everybody really appreciates. And to me, that's now Christmas morning. And that's what my kids know is like, Santa comes and we have cinnamon rolls and we stay in our jammies all day and play and play with our gifts. And oh honestly, like it's perfect. I don't know. Yes. I wouldn't change anything about it. It's simple. What about you guys? So you don't have any family come over on Christmas Day? Sometimes it's not consistent because okay. we don't live we don't have any family close by. So right. yeah, it just depends. Yeah. So Nick's family tradition was also cinnamon rolls. And for the past, I would say not last year, but like three years prior, he attempted cinnamon rolls and failed. And it was so sad. How do you know? <laughs> failed cinnamon? Well, how? I, you can't combine those ingredients and come out wrong. I think that he didn't. Don't you have to let it proof for a little bit or something or do oh, him ahead? Yeah, of, like half a day. It's like okay, crazy. So he didn't get the proofing right. And oh. yeah. And um, he was just too rushed. Too rushed. He didn't realize how much work they Oh, they are work. a labor of love. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So that's how you mess them up. Okay. 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 Gosh. 
Um, uh, yeah. So as a as a kid growing up, I do remember going to my maternal grandparents' house on Christmas Eve, and they didn't live very far. They were about an hour and a half, two hours away. And then on the way home, I would just stare out the car window looking for Santa in the sky. Mm. And I just, of course, I never saw him, but just the idea that maybe I would see him was just enough to make me happy. I also remember making fudge with my dad. He makes the best fudge. In fact, he sent me a picture of it yesterday. He said, uh, making fudge, drinking a beer, watching Netflix. Life is good. <laughs> and I'm at work. I'm like, you suck. Um, but he deserves it. You know, he's, he's retired and, and good to go. Uh, I think the big traditions I want to start with my family is pumpkin cake on Christmas Eve, which we have, we already do that. Nick's mom makes pumpkin cake, but I've started making it instead and then bringing it over to her house on Christmas Eve. And everyone just knows that pumpkin cakes happening on Christmas Eve and it is the best. It's so good. Also, my mother-in-law, Nick's mom's famous meatballs and rigatoni on Christmas Eve is a tradition. Mm. Always decorating cookies around the holidays, driving around to see the lights, like I just said, and then giving back in some way. Uh, this year, it's going to be, you know, donating a toy or two and then Meals on Wheels, which we always try to schedule around the holidays. And then also a few other times dabbled throughout the year. So I want that to be a tradition. Okay, so we are definitely some of the fortunate ones that find joy in the holiday season. But for many who have lost or are alone or have less, it's a challenging time of year. I think part of what makes the holidays special is the highlight it brings to our fortune and as a parent. I want to instill that in my kids, that in my kids as early as possible. Kind of like what we were talking about before. I feel like it's so easy to get sucked into the things of the holidays, but it's so much more than just tangible things. As a parent, is there anything you've done or plan to do as our kids get a bit older to develop gratitude and the recognition of privilege early on? Um, I think kids feel fulfilled in helping others and there's nothing better than a warm, giving heart. But what about you, Nicole? Kind of, kind of adding to our, our previous discussion that we had earlier in this episode. Yeah, I would say our church and our schools are doing a really good job of helping me <laughs> in this way. Uh, so, for example, there's toy for, Toys for Tots going on everywhere right now. And so rather than kind of my immediate like knee jerk reaction is Ugh, one more thing. Right. Like if I'm being honest, like it's just right now, it just ah, like, oh, a white elephant here, a dirty Santa here, a, a this, a, you know, gifts for these people. It's it's just a lot this time of year. And as we know, I am not an organized or timely person. So it can just be a little bit overwhelming for, uh, you know, the ninth inning people like me. So I think, though, the kids, the school is coming at it from like a competitive, like, oh, whoever gets the most, you know, gets a pizza party, you know, to fills their Toys for Tots box. Um or, you know, and she's like, well, we should buy a big gift. I'm like, well, why would it why don't we consider buying something that you would want to receive versus like, you know, mm -hmm. so it just opens up the conversation. Similarly, you know, the homelessness, uh, you know, mentioned earlier uh, for church that we bought like toothbrushes, just like toiletry items and also mm -hmm. like coloring books and whatnot. And the girls were able to put together care packages like during the children's time at church. And we talked about like if that gentleman were to go to a shelter, like he would receive one of those because we had made those donations and you girls had put those packages together. So we're we're kind of like connecting all the dots for them in those ways mm -hmm. um, and really, you know, just talking about it. Um, 
Yeah. And, and again, yeah, just not the act of doing it, but the impact and the discussion afterwards as to why. My team at work, we have really grasped onto the just volunteering with some local organization. Um, and you and I have talked about this year, at least two years now, how we want to do it beyond just the holidays. That's um, yeah, that's always the challenge. I, I think it, it it's difficult come January to kind of keep that momentum going. And I do volunteer occasionally at a soup kitchen, but it's really it's it's sporadic at best. Um, we hand deliver goodies to friends' homes, all these goodies that we bake um, and just ways to give. So like this, I think of the Salvation Army, like bell ringers, you know, rather than giving the money myself, I give it to the kids. And then again, we're able to have a follow up conversation and they feel a part of giving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think for me, when I was growing up, the idea of homelessness was just so abstract. I mean, mm-hmm. my parents would try to explain it, but I never really understood it fully until I actually met someone who was homeless or went into the house of someone who didn't have much and, you know, um, maybe was handicapped and, and couldn't move to get up and make their own food. Or I went and worked at a soup kitchen and met a lot of people who were homeless and, you know, until I actually saw it and lived it for a day or a few hours, it it was just so abstract. I just could not understand it. Mm-hmm. So that being said, I really want my kids to have a better understanding of what I mean when I say they're homeless or they don't have as much as we do, or they don't, you know, have enough to be able to even purchase enough food for the week or let alone Christmas gifts, right? Or holiday gifts. So that's where I really like Meals on Wheels because the kids actually go into these homes and see what I'm talking about. Not that everyone from with who's on Meals on Wheels, um, they're not homeless, uh, but they are oftentimes older and just don't have the resources to be able to get their meals every day. Or like I said, they are handicapped in some way and they can't move as well and they just need their food essentially hand delivered to them and served to them sometimes in a chair as they're watching TV. And I want my kids to actually see that because it means so, such, so much less when I just try to explain that to them. And I know that because that's how I was a, as a child. And I also want them to be able to just, yeah. So Meals on Wheels for me is the best way to actually see that. But I also think volunteering at a shelter and doing, you know, like a soup kitchen type um, or even working to hand out you know, a Thanksgiving meal. I I did that one year where I went on Thanksgiving and and served Thanksgiving meals to the homeless uh, men and women. And it was just, for me, that's when I knew. That's when I was like, oh, I get it now. This is where they're sleeping. Ah. So I want my kids to understand that rather than me just trying to explain it to them because it doesn't mean as much uh, when I'm just trying to tell them, like, here's, here's how it is. Um. So that being said, I want to continue doing Meals on Wheels, not only in the holidays, but at least two other times throughout the year. So my goal is ultimately three times a year, which of course I'd love to do it more, but it's just not conducive always <laughs> to our schedule. It's a, it's a lot of work. It's a full day, essentially. It's not really a full day. I shouldn't say that. It's a, it's a half a day. Uh, but I think as we do it more often, we'll get more used to it and we'll get better at it and more efficient. It does take some coordination. That's for sure. All right. So many of us as kids and truthfully, if I'm being honest, as adults, get a little sad when the holidays are over. It's so much hype and merriment that just kind of seems to go poof. And that happens right after the new year. So what do you do to keep yourself merry into the new year and to help your kids get over the post-holiday slump? 
I'm like, I do you not have this. I don't have this. Oh I'm my like, god! I'm like ready. I am ready. I don't know. I'm ready. Yeah. No, I think no you're slum. one of the odd ones. Very really? few people are like, are your kids? Do you not notice it in your kids? I don't know. Uh-huh. I, I, I'm just one of these people. I think kids, and I think, well, I think most people, if we're being honest, but especially me and my family, we do best on routine. Like yeah. those two weeks where the kids are off school and it's just like, I'm piecing together childcare. It's a hot freaking mess. Like all the, yeah, no. Like we need to know which way is up. And so, yeah, I would say I crave, they crave the return to a schedule and typical life. I I don't know. And I mm-hmm. guess that's kind of what makes the holidays so special is we're doing things, activities, eats, everything different from our usual. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So, at, okay, here's where I get at Christmas Day is always so exciting for me. And I like, listen, okay, I'm not going to say I'm not going to lie. Part of it is because I like getting gifts too. Like I, I enjoy getting gifts. My my in-laws give me some great gifts. My husband always gives me some great gifts. Hey, you know, I my love language is not gifts. That's for sure. But on Christmas, oh, it's a different story. Um, So at the end of the day, you know, after all that delicious food and, you know, seeing all the family and opening gifts and of course, giving gifts, I wish I also absolutely love to do. There is just a little part of my heart that's just, oh, it's over. It's so sad. Anyway, and, and I've always been like that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, See, I, my I parents help. are like my mom straight up was like, y'all are not getting gifts like it is all about the kids. And I was like, what? Really? Oh. <laughs> and I'm not complaining at all. But like Mark's side is like, send me your Amazon list. Like it's just an exchange of links. So you kind of yeah. know what's coming. I uh-huh. And I'm, I I love it's practical, right? Like I'm not yeah. getting anything I don't need or want like and that's good. I mean, that uh-huh. that is good. But yeah, there's something stressful and yet so special about getting a gift that is like the cool like something that you would genuinely want and and love but you didn't even know that you wanted and want and love i don't know right. but i would say that's kind of far i'm, I'm a terrible gift giver so i don't know <laughs> but yeah it's super cool to, like mark got me a peloton two years ago three years ago i don't know a while ago yeah yeah like i was awesome shocked gift. i was like oh my gosh he was like well uh this is actually for me <laughs> yeah I do this for you, but at the same time, like I'm using it every day as well. So, I mean, yeah, you know, it's two gifts in one. Hey, let's be I, honest. Yes. yes. <laughs> He's smart. I, d- I would do the same thing. <laughs> um, so as, as, I guess for me, because I think I think our kids, kids get a little bit down after the holidays, too. Yeah. We do let them decide when to take down the holiday decor. We also put lights up in their room and they want to keep it up all year round. And do you let them? I well. The lights in the room doesn't bother me. Lights outside, absolutely not. Our our rule is that they can't be out past Nick's birthday, which is January twelfth. So generally, you know, if we're if we're gonna keep the kids happy, and we have a fake tree, so we can keep it up as long as we need to, because it's not dying or anything, and it's not sticking up the whole house. Jan- January twelfth is our limit. Uh, let's see. And also, I think part of the reason why the it, it when the holidays are over, it's a little bit sad, is because our kids like me, like lots of excitement, people over at the house going to parties and celebrations. But the good thing about when the holidays are over is that we go right into birthday season where it's Nick's birthday, my birthday, Cameron's birthday. So there's not much to be sad about. (laughs) 
we, we go right back into craziness. I forget you guys have all those post-holiday birthdays. Yes, yes. It never ends. All right. Anything else you want to add to living like a child over the holiday season? Uh, no, I would just say like I posted on Facebook and Instagram yesterday, five and seven, my girls ages. This has yeah. been a really fun year. Yeah. I would Your agree kids with too, you. right? Yeah. I'm a little bit fearful of what next year will bring, if you know what I mean. Yeah. I'm hoping it's not the end, but uh, that's we'll too soon. I know, but I, uh, yeah. It, it it seems to be happening earlier and earlier just based on what I've what I've heard. Usually by fourth it's over, right? Usually by fourth fourth grade. Oh gosh, I would I would think so for sure. Mm. Yeah. We were at a party last night. It seems like fourth graders are still um really? at least playing along, which is good. That gives me that even... gives me a couple more years. Yeah, and, and obviously with real quick, if, if you've got kids in the room, you might want to either turn it down or pause the podcast but I can't remember how old I was me either when I so and everyone there was an episode of another podcast I was listening to the other day about like is it mean to lie to your kids about you know and I never felt lied to I was never at all mad about it when I when I found out I was you know a little bit disappointed because it did kind of not ruin the holiday season for me but it, it made it a little bit different for sure when I knew but I was actually very thankful that my parents let me enjoy that part of the holidays mm-hmm. for at least the first, you know, what, eight plus years of my life. I loved it. It was just so great. And I would have been sad if they if they didn't do that for me personally. I'm, I'm so you that, know, I look back. Me. One of the craziest gifts that Santa brought when I was a kid was two iguanas. Ask oh. me why this was on the list. But Santa brought them. And I was I like looking back. I'm like, how did Santa pull that off? I mean, where were these iguanas in oh December? Gosh. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, kudos, parents. Wow. Like, I, you know, I'm going to ask my parents how they pulled that off because you totally should. That I mean, we woke up in the morning. It was like full on heat lamp, iguanas, like the whole bit Christmas morning, wow. like next wow. to the tree. I'm like, Wow. I mean, just two little dudes chilling on their heat rock. Like I had no idea how. Yeah. Very kudos. Kudos. um, I don't think our Santa is so creative. Uh, (laughs) Not over here either. (laughs) All right. Yeah. Heat lamps. That's intense. All right. So coming up on January 9th, we will be dishing out a newly updated introduction to us and our podcast since we've got a lot of new listeners and really it's time. Until then, keep in touch with us on social media at Dietitians Dish Podcast on both Facebook and Instagram. Check out all of our episodes and show notes on our website, dietitiansdishpodcast.com. Also, please tell your friends about us. They can find us on numerous outlets such as Overcast, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and Pocket Cast. If you listen on iTunes, be sure to leave us a review. We promise it only takes a few seconds. All right, everyone, until next time, be well. And Nicole, we'll talk to you soon. Take care, Gina. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening for the podcast. Bye-bye.